I fought to get this job. Carl's company, C-Squared Technologies, successfully launched three web-based products in the last 18 months. That track record had caught the industry's eye, and Carl had been hailed as a man to watch. More important from my perspective, that meant he was a man to learn from, and I'd prepared for the job interview with an intensity bordering on obsession. Landing the position had been a huge coup for me. So what if he wanted me to wear something flirty? It was a small price to pay. Shit. I need to get back to being the bait, I say. Oh, hell. Now I've gone and made you feel either guilty or self-conscious. Don't be. Let them get liquored up in there first. You catch more flies with alcohol anyway. Trust me, I know. She's holding a pack of cigarettes, and now she taps one out, then extends the pack to me. I shake my head. I love the smell of tobacco. It reminds me of my grandfather. But actually inhaling the smoke does nothing for me. I'm too old and set in my ways to quit, she says. But God forbid I smoke in my own damn house. I swear the mob would burn me in effigy. You're not going to start lecturing me on the dangers of secondhand smoke, are you? No, I promise. Then how about a light? I hold up the itty-bitty purse. One lipstick, a credit card, my driver's license, and my phone. No condom? I didn't think it was that kind of party, I say dryly. I knew I liked you. She glances around the balcony. What the hell kind of party am I throwing if I don't even have one goddamn candle on one goddamn table? Well, fuck it. She puts the unlit cigarette to her mouth and inhales, her eyes closed and her expression rapturous. I can't help but like her. She wears hardly any makeup, in stark contrast to all the other women here tonight, myself included, and her dress is more of a caftan, the batik pattern as interesting as the woman herself. She's what my mother would call a brassy broad, loud, large, opinionated, and self-confident. My mother would hate her. I think she's awesome. She drops the unlit cigarette onto the tile and grinds it with the toe of her shoe. Then she signals to one of the catering staff, a girl dressed all in black and carrying a tray of champagne glasses. The girl fumbles for a minute with the sliding door that opens onto the balcony, and I imagine those flutes tumbling off, breaking against the hard tile, the scattered shards glittering like a wash of diamonds. I picture myself bending to snatch up a broken stem. I see the raw edge cutting into the soft flesh at the base of my thumb as I squeeze. I watch myself clutching it tighter, drawing strength from the pain, the way some people might try to extract luck from a rabbit's foot. The fantasy blurs with memory, jarring me with its potency. It's fast and powerful, and a little disturbing because I haven't needed the pain in a long time, and I don't understand why I'm thinking about it now, when I feel steady and in control. I am fine, I think. 
I am fine. I am fine. I am fine. Take one, honey, Evelyn says easily, holding a flute out to me. I hesitate, searching her face for signs that my mask has slipped and she's caught a glimpse of my rawness. But her face is clear and genial. No, don't you argue, she adds, misinterpreting my hesitation. I bought a dozen cases, and I hate to see good alcohol go to waste. Hell no, she adds when the girl tries to hand her a flute. I hate this stuff. Get me a vodka, straight up, chilled, four olives. Hurry up now. Do you want me to dry up like a leaf and float away? The girl shakes her head, looking a bit like a twitchy, frightened rabbit possibly one that had sacrificed his foot for someone else's good luck.